I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today I wanted to hop on here and talk to you about habits of a million dollar CEO. I have been thinking a lot and talking to a couple of my friends who have million dollar businesses, just talking about making money and how we do it and how we spend our time and what are the things that we do and also what are the things that we think everyone knows that maybe people don't know. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is habits. And what's so funny is I was making notes for this and I came up with six habits of million dollar CEOs. And okay, for sure, first of all, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about my friends. I'm thinking about us. I'm not thinking about every other CEO out there in the world. I don't even know what they're doing. What was also funny is after I counted them up and saw there were six, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how they compare with seven habits of highly effective people, which I don't really know anything about. I I don't know. I might have read that book when I was like 12 years old or something like that. That's not really like my jam these days. So I don't know. I actually looked it up and they all had like fancy names. Like he was trying to like do branded names for them. So it was not like real human talk. So I was like, forget it. Who cares? I'm not that curious to go down that rabbit hole. So I'll be curious to hear your thoughts and hear how they compare if you are into that kind of thing. I also want to know if they surprise you. So let's get into it. The first habit is showing up. So here is something that I think is really different between me and the other people that I know that are at this level and some of my clients that I am coaching who are just starting out, who are building momentum in their business. And I don't mean this as a dig. I mean that this is like we developed the habit when we were in that phase. So what I am coaching my clients to do is develop that habit so they can be in this place where I am, where they want to be. So showing up. I have non-negotiables with my marketing. If I don't feel like it, it's still going to (laughs) happen. I think a lot of times we have this idea that we like have to be in the right vibe and have to be in the right headspace and all of that to show up. And what I just really believe is that the compound effect of showing up at a regular cadence And I don't want this to come off as like, it has to be every day. Although for me, it's pretty much every day. And yeah, there's like off days here and there, right? Like I'm not a perfectionist about it, but there is that level of consistency and it does build. It really does build on itself. Like I think that having that like cumulative effect, like the compound effect of continuing to show up, continuing to move the business forward, even if it's just a little bit each day or each workday, this is powerful. And I would really encourage you to think about that a little bit. I would encourage you to think about how much am I showing up in my social media or my podcast or my email, whatever the places are where I am putting out content, 
how does the way that I'm showing up compare to the way that some of the people I admire show up? What's the comparison there? Does it match up? Like, am I showing up the way that someone is showing up who has the thing that I want to have? Now, it's not always like the most perfect one-to-one of like you should show up exactly like them, right? Because a lot of us have teams and that kind of thing. But I'll tell you what, before I had a team helping me with stuff, I was showing up a lot. So showing up makes such a difference. It's so important. Like this is how a business is built. When people see you, when that relationship is built up, Think just like, let's think of the most basic relationship building thing, right? Think about how fast and easy you made friends when you were in school because you were there five days a week, all day long. It was very easy to make friends. Guess what? It's a lot harder to make friends as an adult because who are you spending seven hours a day with five days a week besides your children, maybe, or your coworkers, right? Mystery solved. So I want you to think about that. Growing your audience and nurturing your audience and converting your audience into paying clients is just a matter of building relationships. And you have built relationships before in your life. You know how it works. You know what works for you in that arena. Apply it to your business. Okay, second habit is having a vision. So having a vision for what you want in your business, in your life, how you think you might get there, and not just doing like a vision creation exercise and then setting it aside. I get on my mastermind about this sometimes. Like, don't just come here like every year or every six months or every quarter and like create some grand vision and then set it aside to collect dust. Like your vision is something for you to be actively engaged with. Your vision is something that you really need to be referring to, that you need to have an active relationship with. Like if I ask you about your vision, it should not be like papers rustling, trying to look up the page where I wrote it down. (laughs) I'm calling you out today (laughs) in case you didn't know I didn't even know this was going to be the podcast where I'm calling you out, but this is the podcast where I'm calling you out. Some of you need this. So you need to have the vision, like you need to actually create the CEO time to sit down and do that work. And then step two, you need to actually use it. You need to reference it. It needs to inform decisions. It needs to be an active part of your business. Otherwise, You are going to be running your business in default mode. You are going to be running your business in response mode. You are going to be running your business week to week and month to month. You're going to be highly stressed out about your monthly goal. You're going to be highly stressed out about each individual launch because you don't have a bigger perspective about your business. So you've got to have this vision and it has to be an active player in your business on a day-to-day basis. Third part with vision, you also need to be holding that vision with like the open hands thing. Like we're not like gripping 
white knuckling our vision to happen. There are going to be things that go differently than you thought. Like you're going to think, oh yeah, I'm going to make this in the second year and this in the third year and this in the fourth year. And then in the second year, you make three times that or you make half that or who knows what, right? It's going to be different. Or you don't launch the thing that you thought you were going to launch in the third year, right? Things are going to be different because guess what? You're not a fortune teller. You don't know how things are going to go down the road in your business. That doesn't mean that we don't still create the vision. It doesn't mean that there's not still value in having a rough draft version. There is so much value in a rough draft. Why do we know this with writing and we don't know this with planning? You're allowed to have a rough draft with your plan. And when you show up, you're allowed to change things. When you get more information or just when you change your mind, you're allowed to change your mind. Imagine that. It's your business. You get to make all the decisions and you get to change your mind. Okay. (laughs) Really? I'm really like into this today. Okay. Third is experiment. Million dollar CEOs are scientists. We are experimenting. We are creating a hypothesis. We are designing an experiment. We are doing that experiment. We are failing our asses off every day of the week. And then we are evaluating it and learning from it and starting the process all over again with the data we've collected. And this is so important. I really want you to know That this is not just like randomly trying things here and there all over the place and, oh, I'm failing so much. Your failures have to build on each other. It has to be like the ladder of failures that are all connected, not just like a splattering of failures around the room. It has to be, there has to be some purpose and some direction in the failures. And guess what the direction is, by the way? The direction is your vision. (laughs) The failures are all leading you closer to your vision. And they're designed to do that because each time you try something, you learn from it, and your next step is determined based on what you learned. This is so, so important. This is how we all made a million dollars. And this is how we continue to make a million dollars. I think a lot of people think they just work really hard and hire the right coach. And then you arrive at a million dollars. Yay. And the hard work is done. And now you know how to do your business and you just keep doing your business and you know how to do everything and it's easy. This is not reality. I know I used to think some of that stuff as well. I totally was shocked. When I got to a million dollars and then I had a launch where I didn't hit my goal and things were hard. That sucked. (laughs) I didn't like it. But guess what? That's the reality. The other day I was coaching a client and I was like, welcome to business. (laughs) And that is exactly this. This is how it works. It's constant experimentation and failure. That's how we got here. Imagine how many fails I had to do to make a million dollars. And I've made multiple millions now. So like multiply it, right? Okay. (laughs) I'm very entertained. I like how worked up I'm getting about this. I can't get over it. Okay. The fourth thing is watching your money. And there's a bunch of things with this. So first of all, guess what? 
all of us million dollar CEOs, we know how much money we have made this year. And it wouldn't be like, again, the paper's rustling, right? It wouldn't be like, oh, let me get out my pen and start doing some calculations. No, we just pull it up. We know exactly where it is. We probably have it in our mind too. We just look it up. Guess what we also know? We also know how much we have spent so far this year. If you don't know these things, that is a problem. (laughs) You should work on it. You should look into that. Okay, so not only do we know about our money on that level, we also project our money. And this is something that I teach in the mastermind. Tracking your money, that is mama to CEO. I give you a spreadsheet in there. I teach you how to do it. If I can do it, you can do it. In the mastermind, we move on and we start projecting as well. So we start projecting how much are you going to make and how much do you want to spend. So then you can have a full picture of your year before it even starts. And like I said with vision, sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're just straight up wrong. But it's so great to have that plan because at the end of each month, when you look through everything and you compare what you projected to your actuals, then you can make decisions. You can make decisions accordingly. And you're never going to get to this situation where you're like, oh shit, I don't have money for that thing I wanted to buy. Like you're going to know way in advance. This is like next level doing these kinds of projections. And then the other thing that we are doing and have done is investing. I was thinking the other day about investing in my business and I was trying to think about what is the difference between my general expenses and my investments. And what I realized is that I think every single expense in my business is an investment. And I think that this is a very different way than a lot of people think about money in their business. And I think that it is part of why I am a million dollar CEO. So I'm going to tell it to you, this little secret. So I think every single expense in my business is an investment. So this is how I define investment. I don't know what the official definition is. My definition is an investment in my business helps me grow my business. So every single thing I spend money on in my business is helping me grow my business. This is going to challenge your brain. But what I did was look for how it was true. So even things like credit card fees, like cost of doing business, credit card fees, this is something that we all pay. If you're running your payments through Stripe or PayPal or whatever, you're going to have a percentage taken out. Every business does for payment processing. Payment processing is a huge convenience that I add for my clients. Think about this. Like, What if you were going to buy Mama to CEO and you got to the checkout page and it was like, this is how to do a bank deposit or mail a check. You would maybe not actually follow through on buying it. There's a percentage of you who would, but there's a lot of you who would be like, oh, I need to do that later. And then maybe you would not do it for a very long time, right? So having this convenience for my clients where they can just click, click, click and purchase it and they're in, this grows my business. 
So I think a lot of us, like we have, not we, I don't have this. I'm not going to take credit for this. (laughs) Sometimes I'm trying to say we and help you feel better that you're not alone, but I'm, I'm not joining you in this one. Sometimes you have bad thoughts about expenses in your business and you feel bad about them and it makes it feel heavy. And I think it can also lead to some bad business decisions. We were recently planning an event and there were some optional expenses that were suggested to us like renting furniture. And when we do mastermind events, we do a lot of events, we use furniture on stage. We always just use the furniture from the hotel. So this was like one of those instances where it was like, okay, someone recommended to us that we spend money renting some couches or chairs when there's already couches and chairs in the hotel that we can just use for free. Or I mean, this was an expensive event. So included in all of the other money we were spending. But that was like such a simple thing where it's like it easily could have been like hundreds of dollars spent on something that would not grow the business, that would not make any impact on me, that would not make any impact on my clients. This is essentially just throwing money away on something that is completely unnecessary. So this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about When it's like you have to have this lens of how is this helping me to grow my business? Is this serving me? Is this helping me to feel better or have some time freed up or those types of things? And is this something that is a actual value add for my clients? Is this something that is a noticeable upgrade for my clients that improves their experience in the way that we want them to have it? Right. And going back to the projections and watching the money and all of that, there may be things that would improve your client's experience or free up time for you or improve your experience and those types of things that your business just can't sustain right now. And that's okay. It's okay. There's a lot of you who want to hire things to be done for you way too soon. I am such a huge proponent of, you know what? This should have been, this can be the seventh habit. (laughs) This is going to be seven habits. This is the seventh habit. Is a million dollar CEO isn't afraid to get their hands dirty, isn't afraid to problem solve, isn't afraid to get in there and get the work done. There is stuff that I could totally outsource, that I just do. We actually used to outsource a lot of stuff that now we have brought in-house. Now, there, there are a lot of moving pieces in my business now. We serve hundreds of clients. There's a lot going on. So it can't just be me. But I was not jumping in to make some of the hires that I've seen some people make before 100K, like I don't even think I had a VA before 100K. Seriously, I had somebody do Pinterest for me before 100K and I ended up letting them go and doing Pinterest myself. I just took it over. I was like, whatever, this is not a value add for me. I'm gonna learn it myself. I learned how to do Tailwind. I This is insane. I'm glad I'm saying this. I, I learned how to do Tailwind and then... I started cranking out three blog posts a week 
and then I would create three pins per post. So then I had nine unique pins for three unique posts, and then I was in Tailwind, and this was like back in uh, 2017, no, 2018. This was back in 2018, so don't follow my Pinterest strategy for 2018 because I don't know that that's how Pinterest works anymore. Go learn Tailwind, because I think that is still how it works. But the way that it worked then is not the way it worked now. But I would spend like a couple hours a week just cranking this out. I didn't overthink it. I didn't try to be too perfectionist about it because I was in getting shit done mode. Getting shit done mode does not have room for perfectionism. I also had a podcast at this time and clients and the Facebook group. Like I had a lot going on, but I didn't like get overwhelmed. I didn't half ass any of it. I just got it done. And it actually grew my Pinterest really well. And even after I stopped, we continued to get traffic from Pinterest. Now we run ads there and they do so well in part because of that organic like momentum that I built over there. So, okay. (laughs) Number four was all about the finances. And number five then became this like don't overinvest rant about doing some stuff yourself. I think especially pre-100K, although I'll say this really depends on your industry. So for, say, like a virtual assistant, potentially you may have to bring on a team member before 100K. And that's totally fine, right? But we want to be really smart about it. We want to make sure that the person you're bringing on is somebody who is immediately or very quickly, not immediately, Let's have realistic expectations. You're going to have to train them and onboard them and it's going to be more work up front. But shortly after you've got them running and doing things to your standard, that is going to free you up to bring on more clients and make more money. But some of these investments that I've seen, these are not actually bringing you more money. You've got someone like writing some copy for you. You've got someone... I don't know, doing some social media stuff for you? No. Honestly, I think this is the thing that sets me off the most is when it's like copy related or social media related. And like those things have to be you. Seriously. Like even now I have team members who literally will take video of me and post it on Instagram and it does not get as good of engagement as even like a carousel post that I wrote and posted weird. It's weird, but I'm telling you, I still do a lot of my Instagram. I do everything in my Facebook group. Like I am very hands-on. I do a lot of this stuff. I write all of my emails, like any email that you're getting from me, my podcast emails, my launch emails, my sales pages. I'm creating all of this. Okay. (laughs) this is getting so ranty okay so that was the fifth one do some work (laughs) that's what we do we do work million dollar ceos getting their hands dirty getting in it one more thing that i want to say about that it just popped in my mind i was talking to a client recently and i was just talking to her about like some of the work that i do and she was just like you know people really have no idea 
how in depth it is and how much you're really doing. And I told her this, I am willing to do whatever I need to do to make it happen in my business, to hit my goals, to make the money we need to make, to be able to pay my people, to be able to keep investing the way that I want to invest. It's just not an option for me to not. So even if that means that I'm working more or doing some grunt work or whatever it may be, I'm all for it. This is my damn job. Okay, (laughs) I'm really getting worked up. Okay, (laughs) sixth is, this is like a jumbled mess. Processing emotion, feeling feelings, getting coached, essentially doing my own inner work. I cannot show up as a coach in the world if I haven't resolved the things that are going on in me. I deal with a lot of heavy conversations. I have a lot of hard conversations. Sometimes I have people like clients who straight up will say something that is triggering to me. And if I had not been doing this work actively, it would be a messy situation. But because I have done this work, because like I have a life coach, we meet almost every week. I coach myself. I spend a lot of time really paying attention to how I feel physically, emotionally, and responding to that. I give myself breaks if I need to step away. I just really, really pay attention to what's happening with my nervous system and have tools to take care of it. It's really important to me that that is healthy, that I am a well-regulated human so that I can show up well for all of you. So that's number six, really prioritizing that emotional regulation. And then seven, the last one is celebrating. I celebrate and feel good about so many things in my business. And I think on the flip side is I don't beat myself up about a lot of things. I definitely have the urge to. I definitely have the habit of doing that because we all do. We've all been programmed to beat ourselves up and we've all been programmed to look at our accomplishments and say, that's not enough and then not celebrate. And our brains are very creative at finding reasons why we shouldn't celebrate our accomplishment, why it's not really an accomplishment, why it's not enough. And that is so unuseful. Also, I want you to just think about like the most mediocre guy out there. Is he being like, this is not enough. I'm not enough. No, he thinks he is like God's gift to the world. We need to like channel a little more of that. (laughs) Because you have accomplished so much. You have so much to be proud of. You have already done so much, overcome so much. There's so much for you to be proud of. And here's what happens when you are proud of yourself, when you're celebrating, you create more things to be proud of and to celebrate. And when you write off what you do as not enough, nothing you do will ever be enough. That's just how it works. 
So if you want to be creating amazing things, things that you're proud of, things that you want to celebrate, start celebrating and feeling proud right now. All right. So let's recap. First, million dollar CEO habit is showing up. The second is having a vision and actually using it. The third is experimenting. The fourth is paying attention to your money, knowing what's going on with your money, being very intentional with your money. The fifth is getting your hands dirty, getting that work done, not trying to outsource every little thing, especially like hiring somebody to like save you or solve things. That is your job. Saving you and solving things, that is your job. Get in there, get your hands dirty, figure it out. If you're working with me, I'll help you. Six is processing emotions, getting coached, being healthy, like taking care of your emotional and mental health. And seven, celebrating. All right. Wow, this was like spicy. Hope you loved it. And I will talk to you all next time. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.